and I just go, oh, time for podcast. Was it the good time change? I don't know. I'm here. Have you been waiting an well, hour? I go, Maya, that is impressive. I mean, that messes me up a lot. But I mean, did you get more sleep or less sleep? I don't know. I never know. Um, fall forward, fall back. Is that do you, do we have different time changes? <laughs> um, I think we get less. I never bother to work it out because I get up in the yeah, dark any, right. anyway. I think we got less sleep. Just a little more dark or a little less dark. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little more dark in the morning. Yeah. We got that. I don't know what that means. Yeah. No, I never We've had these like continual, like the parade of government fiascos here is always like every couple of years we have some senators or some state representatives who are like, we should get rid of global, not global warming. We should get rid of global warming too. We should get rid of, uh, (laughs) how is it called? Daylight Daylight savings time. One in the Senate. And then like, What's crazy is I think a couple states have actually voted on it, but they can't change it until the like the federal government says okay to it. So like we continue to have it, and there's no great benefit. Nobody can figure out why we do it. I think we talked about this last time. <laughs> <laughs> it's our annual topic. There's a great. Yeah. I don't know where it was published, whether it was real or not, but. Poor Queensland, which is one of our northern states, which I suspect has a bit of a reputation like mm-hmm. some of your southern, southern states may have at times. <laughs> this is interesting parallel I didn't know about. <laughs> there was this article years ago about like how Queenslanders wanted to change daylight savings because it was fading their curtains because the sun was up longer. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, Queensland cousins. <laughs> Again, I don't know if it was. <laughs> it's good enough reason for me. Let's get rid of that shit. Yeah. Let's just leave it. Yeah. So, so have you been waiting, or did the calendar fix everything? No, it auto up. One of the most amazing things about us never being able to figure out timing with how we do this is our calendar just seems to update fine. And I always right. feel like I'm being gaslit. Like I'll notice. I'm like, <laughs> wow, that's it's early this week. Why is it so early? And I swear we'll go like a whole three hours difference on my end, which it's fine because it's the middle of the day here. But like for you, if it was going the other way, you'd be doing it at like 4 a.m. And mine goes from like 1 to 12 to anyway. Yeah, It's a, right. it's a funny, funny thing. And the calendar just fixes it. And I just go, oh, time for podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't really, I'm just working away and then it pops up. Yeah, nice. Nice, nice. How you been? Uh, um, I was in the middle of moving some website stuff finally and um, working on some DNS exciting stuff. And oh, then thrilling. I heard a big clunk and somehow our pretty expensive insert cutter that we do a lot of work with on the mill that was planned to be migrated out to a Haas uh, insert cutter because it was a lot cheaper and faster too. So there's another insert to it. It just ripped apart out of a fixture and then broke itself off. So we no longer Jeez. have that $400 head. <laughs> it's like sheared what, the, off. The Seems soft that's body, the only problem. Soft body sheared off like the, the, the tool. 
Yeah, the like so and like so? it's this weird. I always call it the hydro cutter because it's a it's in a hydraulic holder. But I, I inherited it with a mill. I think I've showed it to you before. I called it Daddy, and it's got this giant extension and a huge holder, like probably seventy mil at least, eighty mil diameter. And then it's also got this, like the thing that holds the inserts screws onto the extension. Yeah. So I okay. we basically just inherited this tool. I had a bunch of inserts, and I was like, "Oh, let's just use this." And it's never really been the proper thing, so I bought a different tool. And so I was going to say that I've been meaning to switch over to the Haas tool I bought in there, Haas uh, Summer Tooling Sale, and I just haven't because it's a lot of work to change all the tools, right? And yeah. so now we don't have the original version. <laughs> I'm changing it quicker. Yeesh. Did it do any damage to the fixture or anything? Doesn't seem so. No, That's I suppose good. one of the weird benefits of the way I've set up the some of those part fixtures for the pedestals is, especially the bases one. It's just a big flat slab with like, like if it lifts out, it just kind of goes. Yeah. I think a mighty bite clamp actually saved the table presetter <laughs> from getting whacked. <laughs> it kind of bent over. But yeah. it's uh, seven dollars versus fifteen hundred, so I'll take yeah. it. We don't hear much yeah. about the mill these days. Is it just slowly chipping away and making parts? It kind of sat for a bit. We didn't really have a ton to run on it, and then mm. maybe too long, a few weeks, and then had a good sales month. So we've been rerunning. Ricky's kind of got it down, aside from this little blip, which I don't know that you could really say it's his. Fault. I don't know. We haven't figured out what happened exactly. It ripped the part out. He's kind of got it down on his own now to run existing parts of the cool. pedestal specifically. He, he's yesterday. He was working on making better setup sheets for himself, which is like super satisfying. That that used to always have to be me. So he's like making these sheets that go into these binders we have that are kind of like for proven product work, you know. Awesome. No, yeah, it's been mostly positive other than that situation. Yeah. What's up with you? Uh, what's up? <clears throat> no, yeah, having a pretty good week. Um, had a nine-year wedding anniversary last night. Date night, which was nice. Managed to offload the kids and actually go out and do nice. adult things like go to the movies, dinner. So that was Ooh, pretty fun. novel. I don't think I've been to a cinema for about five years. Five and a half years. Um, that was cool. And cool. work was... Thanks, thanks. Things are going okay. Still like a bit chaos mode on the workshop, but the end is in sight in terms of staff returning and jobs finishing up and all of that. So um, it's a lot of long hours still being done by the team. Mm -hmm. Um, had a couple of good mornings this week noodling around with a pencil sharpener, which was fun. Posted some stories yesterday about the whatever is going on, the back EMF electrical interference issue that I've had forever yeah, on the that. pencil sharpener where the USB errors out mid-cycle. And um, I was actually making the videos for my cousin, who's an electrical engineer, Oops, sorry, I just messed up your notes. Uh, <laughs> that was really weird. I was like, did I do that? 
I started making a couple of videos on my phone for my cousin, who's an electrical engineer. I was like, I was going to send them to him, say, hey, this is kind of the situation. Because I've talked to him about it before. He's like, oh, if you ever need any help, I'll come and give you a hand. Oh, that's amazing. So, I don't have a cousin so that does that. I need I one of those. Send, send him these videos. And then I was like, hang on, I'll just post these to, as stories on Insta as well, because it's kind of interesting behind the scenes, yeah. inside the machines content. And I did that kind of quietly hoping that I'd get a few DMs of like, oh, have you tried this? Or blah, blah, blah. And I got a, quite a few, oh, um, unsurprisingly, nice. of people who have had very similar issues on other sorts of machines. No Masso people okay. came out of the woodwork, but oh, a whole bunch of people were like, try this power filter or put a put a thingy widget in here between this and that. And and also a bunch of people were just like, oh, yeah, chasing electrical gremlins is the worst. Good luck. <laughs> I don't know um, it is. Yeah. So, made, no, I don't feel like I've made progress on it, but it's good to kind of crack the case open again and like right. start thinking about it. And I think I will get my cousin up here mm-hmm. in the next couple of weeks if I can't solve it for him to have a crack at it. I think what you said is that all storage runs off the USB. There's no internal memory. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that is wild. I've tried different USB sticks. Yeah. I don't think that's the problem, but you've tried different ones. Yeah, I've tried like plastic bodied ones and metal bodied ones and like Right. Different sizes right. and capacities and stuff, and doesn't it's seem amazing to how it. that seems like a new enough controller system that the type of <clears throat> USB doesn't matter, but man, mm. does it in some things. Like, no, I know. obviously, <laughs> the our very finicky mill. mill has to have like very particular CF cards that go into it. Like, they have to be this almost like ancient like <laughs> version that is only so much space and made by monks in a, you know, <laughs> place and I don't what even know. What are you going to do when you can't them. buy those CF cards anymore? Well, we don't use them much, luckily. We use okay, USB good. sticks, which <laughs> somehow it also has USB stick, which is interesting. Mm. It's all, anyway, let's not go down the woe is mill problems again. Woe is mill? Um, no, it's interesting though, because like when I was doing it, I realized that, you know, when I had the controller open, I was like, oh, this USB stick's basically just on a little extension lead internally, and mm-hmm. I can just plug the USB inside the controller straight into the the mother ship, what, the board. Right. So I cracked it open. I just put the USB stick. I was like, cool, that removes one less, like, cable that could be getting noise or interference or being mm-hmm. affected somehow, but it didn't make any difference. One working theory I had, which I think has already been dismissed, was... Because the two, the four spindles, spindles, I call them spindles, they're just crappy Makita routers on the gantry, on the machine, high voltage, so they're 240 volt, single phase, mm-hmm. and they stop start on a dyne, like the contactors just turning them off, on and right. off like a hard right. contactor, which I think is part of the issue. And so I was like, oh, maybe I could replace all of them with the the battery tool version of that oh, Makita tool. Right. And just yeah. run low voltage from a power supply and just hardwire them in, which would be kind of attractive not having any high voltage stuff out on the machine. But my cousin yeah. was like, Man. you know, the lower voltage stuff will just be higher amps and bigger cable and more chance of interference. So mm. better to mm. stick with the high voltage stuff if you can. Right. So yeah, we'll see. 
Right. I, before I got to that point, I did order like a $70 Makita clone um, battery trimmer on eBay, which is on its way. A clone. Okay. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, so the next step up is probably like, I suppose if you found some better versions of that, you could get better versions of those little trim routers. But what, you go to some kind of small router spindle, multiple yeah. router spindles. Yeah. Yeah. And you can get a, a lot like a, an air cooled cylindrical cylinder, like cylindrical spindle again, sort of eBay import special for like 110 bucks, which is an ER 11 collet, which isn't technically, I don't think it's big enough for what I need, but would right. fit straight into the tool clamp kind of appealing to look at something like that. Mm-hmm. But then I'd have to have like four VFDs, I think, to control four spindles, and those four VFDs would all have to be controlled by the masso. Dunno. Just sounds right. like a lot. Mm-hmm. There, this made me think of do you watch Smarter Every Day, the YouTube channel? Mm-hmm. A little bit, yeah. I don't watch all of them, but I caught one. Mm. YouTube knows when I want to watch something, right? <laughs> and there was some absolutely wild pinching titanium for robo forming. Like, did you see this thing? Or it's two That's giant so Cougar it, robots yeah. that use little like industrial style ball pens yeah. to like pinch cool. just slightly offset from each other on either side of a giant piece of titanium sheet so cool. and slowly which basically seems like 3d machining but pinching they're offset they have all these sensors to like perfectly balance each other and they can stretch titanium much like you would form it in like low quantity it does seem ridiculously slow but they claim they can do it faster than like a full-blown like let's make a yeah, make a you know a mold and, and or whatever you call that a die. But at the end of that video, I'll put a link to it. They have he shows how they do tool changing with a robot, and so they can like pick up like a giant saw or like a I think they have a <laughs> sawzall on one end of it, or like also these router spindles and all these cool little attachments to like de- basically destock the part from the outside of it. Really great. That's awesome. Oh, you've seen, like, I think you follow the Australian guy, Twig and Bot. Yeah, he's got the, the kooker on the, on the oh, yeah. gantry. Oh, yeah. He, he built himself a chainsaw, tool-changing chainsaw now. He's, so he's got so spindle, bandsaw, and chainsaw. <laughs> it's it's like, so good. Every time a robot thing comes up, I I have to show everybody that doesn't know about it here. In, like, you know, it's like, have you seen... I've seen this guy. It's got this amazing robot setup. That's so good. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Good stuff. I really want to go out and have a look at his setup one day. Looks cool. Same thing. Yeah, man. This came up the other day. Breaking the notes. Yeah. Right. I don't know how. Maybe we just watched it at the same time, I guess. But the uh, I'll share my screen here yeah. because it's not gonna. There's no way this is gonna work. Have you seen this guy? 
Thor. <laughs> Thor. Ah, uh, and the Aussie hardwood. Yeah, Some, I've seen this video. Somebody yeah. was like, "Ah, oh, you should hit some Aussie Aussie wood instead of that weak, buttery, soft, whatever he was hitting." And so he's like, "Sure, I'll try it." And he just goes to town. And when he starts hitting it, I'm like, "Oh no, that is some dense wood." It just bounces. He busts his handle off. I know. It, it looks like off. it's just messmate too, which is like medium grade. Can you hear it? Yeah. <laughs> it's so solid just sounds like he's hitting like like steel but anyway the head busts off and then he ends up finishing it off and he gets there an attractive man with, a, with an axe those car hunts mm-mm <laughs> I'll oh, stop daddy. that now Where's get the censored. put it away he just did it <laughs> that's that's in the notes for anybody that wants to watch Thor hit some Aussie wood <laughs> it looks like it's uh, kind of a mid a middling Australian hardwood in terms of hardness too. Like, it's not your iron wood. It's not my. It's not the iron bark. No, 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 no. They make swords from. Speaking of which, I remembered last night. Did you end up doing anything with your like uh, torture testing idea? We did some testing that keeps continually getting backburnered for. Yeah, and okay. other reasons, products coming out. But yeah, I realized there's no good reason to really torture test unless you go the whole distance with it. A, a minimum torture test is not really useful. So I was yeah. like, all right, well, let's do some comparisons. And so that's what we kind of ended up doing. And somewhere between being really challenged to find the right solution to test and and time constrained and unfortunately lost our new hire for some personal reasons. So just didn't really quite work out. And so I've been back to mm-hmm. all of kind of like you back to all the tasks I didn't want to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm feeling the brunt of that. It just happened about a week, a little under a week ago. So yeah, right. Okay. Um, I'm a little behind on some, I, it was the thing that's really interesting about that, it was probably six weeks. It was just yeah. so immediate how quickly I went from every email I have to deal with to like, nope, not my problem anymore. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, really gave me the freedom to kind of do creative thing. I believe we'll be hiring again. I'm not exactly sure how soon that'll be, but yeah, I was going to ask. We can bleep this out, but like, are you going to jump straight back into recruitment or hold? Well, the interesting thing about it was it was definitely an experiment. And while they helped, I think, overall create more time and potentially revenue, it also was getting tight on cash flow. Definitely took a hit. Yeah. And we were making more money. They were helping to make new efforts on both product and job shop work. Mm. But, I mean, I don't know. We're a small company. It was just a big Mm. change that... Yeah, it. we were needing to continue to grow our revenue this month for it to really make sense to continue. Yeah. And yeah. So it was kind of, kind of good. It was a good experiment that I definitely saw a lot of value in. I think what it would be ideal for us is a part-time position like that, but that's yeah, hard to find, yeah. right? It's good, dedicated, and can work part-time as well. So I'm not sure. Mm. I'm not sure. Yeah. I would love to find some hybrid, like, 
you know, people get into those virtual assistant idea, but that really wouldn't work for us either, I don't think, because you can't put off people that have inquiries for a couple days or even half a day sometimes, right? Like when they're not there and not working. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, we find that a little bit with our four-day week. We've kind of right. learned to deal with it. It's still a long time. If someone sends an email on Thursday afternoon as we're walking out the right. door, it's like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So like three and a half days before, best case, three and a half days before anyone gets back to them. It's like it's long haul. Right, right. There's um, no expectation that people like answer emails and things on the weekends there, right? Businesses nah. don't. Okay, yeah. We no, don't really no. do any of that either. Yeah, and look, it's challenging. I think it's it's a super tricky thing, like, for small businesses to make that jump, like, when you're just one or two people. Right. Adding a full-time admin salary, is it's a big, it's a big deal. Yeah, and definitely yeah, was. awesome if you can make it work. But, um, yeah, it's a tricky balance to get right, for sure. Right. I mean, still, we we still find that a tricky balance with a team of ten people is like getting that admin to production balance right. It's still a real mm-hmm. challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was I was very. I think it's it maybe a little fresh to fully like. That's part of the weird thing about like rehiring is what would you change? Would there be anything I'd change differently in terms mm-hmm. of like skill set? Uh, unfortunately we went through basically like every bit of training possible and then created i mean they were very helpful like we got a lot accomplished still like almost from day one or two we were immediately into projects very capable so that was a win for sure it just you know like i think my biggest consideration is would i pick somebody that potentially has more inbuilt like cnc like experience is that Mm -hmm. you know could they also that was definitely the one place where we're seeing the biggest uphill battle of like (laughs) you know i was bitching about quoting like if you had experience you kind of jump forward past like well how do you quote a job it's like well okay think about how much time it's going to take and they would have maybe some of that mental yes, acuity yeah, of yeah. Experience. experience. But mm. I don't know. It's interesting. Other than that, I, I felt like we hired pretty well. So Yeah, uh, it's good like good experience, definitely. Good practice for you, mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. sure. I think by the time this episode comes out, we're going to have a, a job ad online, actually, Ooh. for uh, a production job. Um, we're losing one of our very skilled oh, uh, man. Ca- cabinet makers, and in the, in a couple of months, and we'll be looking to replace them. Yeah, so right. yeah, I, it's going to be yeah, pretty production focused, like someone who's got good site skills and ideally, yeah, some CNC background as well will be looked very favorably upon. Because this, this, we've trained this person up as our sort of backup machinist currently, and we really want to reinstate that because it's been right. really good to have someone who's the backup machinist who's not me. Um, obviously, I'm still the fallback of like the one who knows the most when Johnny's away, but just having someone who can run 
run jobs has been really good. So we'll do that again for sure, even if we have to train them up. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, team's never ending, man. Like those sorts of challenges. It's always something. Right. Yeah, it's funny. I think we're probably similar, I would assume, in that, you know, say a family member or friends, like, they might ask, like, oh, is, is you know, it looks like it's really hard to own a business or something, and I'll probably try to spin it like, yeah, it's hard, but I enjoy the challenges, you know, like, mm. I'd rather deal with the ch- those challenges as, like, you know, little fa- um, factors that if you just work somewhere, you don't have to deal with, right? Like, mm. payroll and cash flow and hiring and all those kind of things, but I think it gets easier, like, it was way less of a of a crisis i think to have somebody walk away from a job than if it was the first employee would have been like yeah a huge punch right like you get you get this is how people how bosses i think you're really callous is you just have to steal some of your like reaction to be like all right well now what you know and maybe some of that's built into who you are too like uh I think I've definitely learned to be better that way. So, anyway, I don't know. Yeah, and I think if the hiring process is nice and formal and neat and clean, and then it makes the exit process easier to, in my experience, like the hardest exits we've had are when the hiring process has been the most informal, I suppose. Yeah. Because it just makes the whole thing a bit muddied. Right. And not... Not necessarily in a negative way, but mm-hmm. it's good. We're pretty com- we're pretty committed now to recruiting in a formal way with good interview processes and a nice broad application process and all of that. So, yeah, <laughs> I still always want like the second person. Like I could probably bring Ricky into more to help interview people. That would probably be helpful. Mm. Um, I really, if I had this is going to sound mushy. If I had to pick one person to interview people with, it would be my wife. For sure, yeah. because she knows me so closely. She does not work for us. But I'm always like, hey, you want to come be the, the final interview for this employee? You know, like, because she's always like, she's more hardline than I am. 100%. And I think she would be a very good, you know, a closer of an interview. Yeah. I think it's so good. Like, we've done that where we've had ex of related but external parties on interviews. And it's really good to have that external oh, really? insight. Interesting. I used to use my mother-in-law for that because she was she came from an HR sort of background, so she had a lot of experience. But also, like, just having that external perspective, and you know, while Laura sort of owns half of Butter, she is an external force as well, and so she's often on the interview panel and really good at that. Just being, yeah, obviously knowing right. me really well, but also just having that external perspective is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, That'd be nice. Mm, I thought you were going to say it. your daughter was was your outside party. <laughs> not yet. Will there be yet. cookies every day? <laughs> yeah, well, children are pretty good at vetting, getting a vibe, you know. It's right, good. yeah, they see good. right through, like, yeah. <laughs> a lot of the BS that adults have. I've been curious too. Switching topics, but um, you're. I know you've got product cooking, but you're keeping it very quiet. That I, I assume that's deliberate. About to, about to 
unleash. I mean, unfortunately, cool. based on some past product that have that have been knocked off, that I've kind of talked about it, probably haven't said which ones, mm. but it's just unscrupulous people, unfortunately. And I used to share a lot more of that process. But yeah, after having basically exact copies of two of our products within a year, that will change your opinions. And we've actually even gone as far as to acquire some patents. So, oh, shit, yeah. Suck it. <laughs> uh, it's, it really hasn't held us up too much I don't think maybe right. a couple weeks to, to go into that which is kind of nice and we just got word that that's moving ahead so uh, I think I need to make a video we're having some people do some testing outside of our shop yep. to see how they like them and I think I've, I've showed you but uh yeah, so that'll be good. Hopefully that turns into a, I mean, for me, I, at this point, I'm looking for products that are a wider demographic of people that isn't a upgrade for a specific machine, which is how we yeah. started off. And that has been a tough growth, right? Like you only have so many people to buy the product. So we're working on things that have more people that could potentially buy. So this will hit kind of the entire machining sector which is nice i'm excited about it shot some photos which was fun and yeah it'll be an interesting one to try to sell i guess we might even get onto like amazon and such if it makes sense mm-hmm. so yeah sweet yeah exciting wow looking forward to hearing more about that in an official capacity when you're ready right i think it should be this month Right. No, it's basically, yeah, we're just trying to find, finish up a few details on like marketing it and it should be soon. Soon here, we'll have a pre order ready. Maybe by next mm, week, maybe cool. next time. I don't know. Maybe a week after. I'm not sure. I thought of it partly because I, I sort of remembered, I reminisced briefly about the early days of this podcast where we sort of held each other to account on certain things of like, how you going with that? You said you were going to be done with that. <laughs> um, but yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Respect it got you've kind had. of complicated though, huh? <laughs> you've had some uh, challenges. Same. And want to keep things under the are. radar. So, yeah. Absolutely. Different. I mean, what are you working on? Anything new that you no. care to talk about? No, no, no. I... You had some upgrade still, pieces or like accessory got some pieces, you prototypes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm busy selling them from the custom sales department. There's plenty of quotes being one that have got those pieces in them, and we know how to make them, but we still haven't taken a single photo or even properly priced a lot of them. So Jay and I've started. Jay's been absolutely smashed. I've been trying to just focus on sales and getting enough quote out quotes out the door to keep us all getting paid so it's kind of it's been low priority but yeah the end is in sight of that madness and so jay and i will work to get those new products online properly also it just feels like Mm -hmm. a bit of a limbo period at the moment because i've commissioned the configurator and that's kind of 
quietly being built in Finland at the moment. So I'm kind of waiting, in a sense, for that right. to drop because I know that's going to affect the huh. sort of the sales process for Kitter Parts quite dramatically. Do you expect um, it's going to be like within a month you just suddenly have more sell-through automatically? No, I don't have that expectation yet. Like, I feel like it's going to be a slow burn. It'll be like, cool, here's a tool. It'll be a period of ironing out some kinks. Um, right. And it's not going to have everything in it straight off the bat. It's mm-hmm. just going to have the basic set of components. Like, it won't. I don't think it's going to have oh. corners in it, for instance. Hmm. The corner mm-hmm. component. Flat, yeah. So, it'll just stay flat assemblies. And it's not going to have, like, the new doors and new drawers in it straight off the bat either so it'll have some limitations and i hope i have the hope that we can just sort of add those in well i know we can add them in as components later it's just like whether we do it or we, right. whether we pay them to po- populate that extra stuff in but yeah it'll, i think it'll be a slow burn um ramping up you know, towards the end of the year into next year right, right i wonder if there are Upwork people that would be less costly than Ooh. the original company. Yeah, to do interesting idea. Some kind of like add-on or extension or creating new versions of things. Yeah, good shout. Good shout. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how much um, saturation this product Vivid Works actually has. Like, whether there's anyone on Upwork or a platform like that who's ever heard of it before, but there might be. Might be someone out there who's it's done a bit with it. It's just mind-blowing what you can come up with, though. Like, let's see. Vivid works. Absolutely <laughs> nothing, unless it's one, two words. I think it's one word, I think. Graphic designers. <clears throat> but um, maybe maybe the people are just waiting out there for somebody to post a job yeah. on Upwork about yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. Hordes of pros waiting. Vivid workers. Yeah. But no, in terms of actual product dev, nothing. Haven't had time. Um, yeah. But that's okay. It's other priorities right now. Right. I mean, that's a good... It's probably not good for our kind of animal to get that <laughs> creative challenge, but it's also good that you're not suffering because of the lack of new you're not in a fashion Mm. business basically where you necessitate the spring collection yeah yes god yeah indeed indeed yeah i feel like we've barely scratched the surface of people that know about us and might be interested in our product so it's like cool let's just continue to deliver good stuff and make it on time and deliver what we promised and yeah like word of mouth Mm -hmm. is good for us and will continue to be good for us like yeah um, did you continue or end that advertising of like one small region of (laughs) Melbourne is that the Um, yeah like that's whenever I run I haven't done this for probably six weeks or something but when I was running some boosted posts on the Instagram I was continuing to just hit up that suburb that Mm -hmm. area with a bit of a radius around it 
and that was continuing to deliver pretty good results. Interestingly, since I stopped posting regularly and running any little paid boosts on Instagram, our web sales have completely crashed, like, to very, very low numbers. It's a drug. <laughs> and I discovered, like, in the, not through Instagram metrics, but, like, when you log in through Facebook or whatever, the, the mothership. <laughs> right. And you can look Whatever at like weird structure of URL that is. <laughs> you can look at your boosted posts. I ran through that right. like a couple a month ago and was like, oh, there's this one post that I boosted, which has nothing to do with any of our products. And it's just me doing silly shit and falling off something and then making something mm -hmm. in the workshop <laughs> that has like, it had a oh, over 10% click through rate, whereas every other boosted post was like, max 3% or something click-through rate. I was, and every time I ran that ad, because I ran it again a couple of times, I was like, every time I ran it, I picked up a few hundred more followers and, like, got a, heaps of impressions. It's like, yeah. oh, this is this is effective. Like, it's not really product-related, but it's getting eyes on our profile, right. on our brand. So that was an interesting side note right. of just, like, unrelated. Yeah. My mind went very fast when you were where you were describing. I keep going back to this one neighborhood, basically, and uh, advertising. And I was thinking, like, kind of like an ice cream person, where if you had a little truck and it had like fold up sides, mm -hmm. you could like bring it out in the neighborhood, play a little song, and it could be kid parts <laughs> in there, and people would come out and play with kid parts in the neighborhood, and it would yeah. make great video. Right, like you people like coming out to like look at the parts, and then maybe you give them some little takeaway, like toy version, yeah, yeah. and it would cost Cute. you almost nothing other than making the truck, the weird <laughs> truck situation. Slap some weird, slap them on the sides of your existing van. There you go. That's like free. Our van has died, unfortunately. Oh man, is that the one yeah. that hit multiple dingoes or? Dingoes? What's a dingo? <laughs> oh, it's so a dog. No. no, no. Ruse. Um, no, no, no. The van never hit a kanga, but um, we ran it out of oil last week, week before. <laughs> You're supposed to fill that up. I know. It was a bit of a systematic fail because um andy who's on baby leave at the moment had been is kind of responsible for maintenance in the shop and mm -hmm. had been doing a great job of keeping an eye on the oil because that van has a tendency to run low and he in his last meeting before he left on baby leave he was like cool this is where i'm at with the oil situation keep an eye on it please check check blah blah blah, blah. and then no one took responsibility for it and sure enough, we ran it dry, which we've done before and we've got away with oh. it. But this time, it's, I think the motor's cooked. Seized up. Oh, man. Yeah. So that's, that's going to be expensive. Man. So, yeah. Right. Have to get an electric one. I know. It's time for that EV conversion. My, um, my cousin, Gosh. actually, who I mentioned this earlier, like texted me a photo the other day saying, hey, do you want this battery pack? And it was like a 75 kilowatt. EV pack out of a BMW that had been wrecked. Oh my gosh. Yes. 
It's like, like, I think uh, that's like the one thing that I rarely think like, oh, I could seize all of what I'm doing and just work on one project that's kind of unrelated. And for some reason, what I really want to do is like an EV conversion of a vehicle. I know mm. almost nothing about I'd probably end up <laughs> killing myself with high voltage, but Jerry Rig everything was converting a Hummer, has been converting a Hummer American war truck into a EV version. And I've watched a bunch of those and they've been interesting. It's, mm. it's very challenging, but yeah, that, that's an attractive always process. entertains me. Like it'd be so fun to just like, yeah, create some interesting new vehicle like that. There, I've seen more and more like swap kits for certain machines, mm. right? That certain cars that like, oh, you could convert your car now. Yeah, there's more of that coming out for sure. Yeah, right. it's cool. Yeah. Did we just both get a notification at the same time telling us to stand up? Because that's what mine was. Yes, you know, stand up. <laughs> <laughs> just get out of here. Film our torsos for a while. <laughs> I'm not wearing pants. I can't stand up. You're in your office at work. <laughs> yeah. The door is shut. <laughs> no one else is here yet. Oh, daddy. <laughs> uh, I need to get my I played a back. little bit with. All right. I played a little bit with Claude. Did you? Did you get in? The free. It, it was just like straight on the website. Like I didn't wait at all. It was just like, do you want to uh-huh. try it? Really? Immediately in. I think I did it on my phone even. And so far, I wanted to do things that it's not really made for. So, like um, what? No, I just I we're back into GPT can do browsing again. So yeah, sure. That's that's still my like favorite capability of like you know kind of like doing Google searches, but like more sophisticated. Yeah, into the browsing. I was trying to do some stuff like that. Okay. Yo, you have to turn it sure. back on, I think. Or no, I know it's on. I just I haven't quite. Don't love it mm. when I've tried it. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. I think no. they've I think they've kneecapped it a bit more than it used to be. Where like uh, it seemed like you could literally say, go to this website and search for this stuff, and it used to show you like, all right, I'm searching this page, can't find anything. It was like really extensive, and I feel like they've really backed it off now again. So it's there, but. Anyway, yeah. Um, what have you done, no, with Claude? Claude, uh, hello, Richard. I was doing some <laughs> mid-journey rendering, for one of a better word, the other night on the couch for a friend, and he gave me a brief. He's like, "Jam, do some mid-journey magic for me." And I was like, "Cool. I haven't used Claude for mid-journey prompts yet. Let's build a prompt generator in Claude." And I did a bit of A/B testing in the, just bouncing between GPT four and Mid and Claude, and then running right. each prompt through Midjourney. And it was like hands down, the Claude prompts were just like so much better in terms of the images was I was it? getting back. Oh, I see. I've never done that. That's interesting. Like generated those. Hmm. Yeah, that's how I do pretty much all my Midjourney prompting is through. LLM prompt modification, and then I feed it back, and I'm like, "Cool." So it gave me this, but I didn't. I, it's still not focusing enough on these elements. Let's like, 
let's rework the prompt to try and get Midjourney to accentuate this or this or blah, blah, blah. Give me five more and then I render out each of those five with three repeats. So I've got like 15 images and then I can keep like working and refining from there. So that was fun. Yeah, but yeah, it was just interesting. I think my takeaway on Claude is it's more creative. It's certainly better at processing processing huge slabs of text and getting useful oh, yeah, right. summaries out of it. And I find like it's you can reasoning. paste more in, basically. You can paste way more in, and I, I'm finding it's doing a better job of kind of kind of rationalizing out a good summary. Which, yeah, I don't know. I just like the way it writes, and maybe maybe I've just messed up because because GPT's got my custom instructions on it. Maybe my custom yeah. instructions are kind of messing up my results in GPT two in a way that I don't actually right. like. I need to change that up and try and find a better one like jay was saying the other day like they've put stuff in their custom instructions of like never apologize <laughs> like do I not love apologize it. I agree. um and yeah oh, I'm gonna put that in mind. yeah <laughs> i had to tell mine in my custom instructions i had to tell it not to make witty furniture jokes because when I started telling it what I did as a job, it just started making all these stupid puns about furniture. <laughs> like, stop it. It's not useful. It's not funny. It just knows that Australians love those puns. <laughs> Do you pay for Claude? No. Interesting. It has a pretty low limit of inquiries, I noticed. What but- do you mean? Like it's like maybe maybe the way you've signed up is I'm on a limited free plan. So it uh, says okay. I've got so maybe you've gotten like a more I've extensive because there's a pro account which I still don't know how much it costs because it doesn't tell you anywhere. <laughs> I think I've got developer access. Uh, so it seems sense. to be unrestricted, and I've got an API key for it and. Yeah, don't know, don't know. Scott, Scott from uh, the Patreon was, did you see those messages? No. Messaged on our Patreon and from the last episode and we were talking about AI and he said that he's fully, he got rid of his ChatGPT subscription and was using Claude now and found it to be far better because of the context size and for what he uses it for. And I didn't ask whether he's paying for it or not. I immediately had this reaction, not immediately wanting to move away from GPT. Mm. And I think maybe even when you brought it up before, my like gut first reaction is like, I don't want to create a new relationship, basically. <laughs> not not even like I'm antisocial, like GPT knows these things about me now. And it really even doesn't. It's just the context prompt right yeah the pre-prompt thing uh-huh. and that's about it because think and i was it just immediately struck me of like oh my word like what if it was intelligent enough to connect threads to learn to mm. oh, be more personal they would be so sticky because like yeah. you'd have to start all over with a new one yeah so that scared me a little bit mm-hmm yeah yeah, I wonder if that'll come. 
like as as we it's get got, I mean co- they've got to know this right closer. I've thought of it yeah 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 right yeah like if you're stuck with open AI and GPT and we end up in a spot where we've got AGI or whatever it's called it's like all that his all that chat history gets right. merged and amalgamated into your personal relationship. Have you ever read anything on why they don't do that? Why they don't learn like outside of one thread? No, I haven't researched that. I was just thinking it's got to be because they get into some real weird bad things, right? Like <laughs> they can't control it. They can't reset it. It goes to it becomes too much uh, of its yeah, own yeah. thing. Yeah. It's, it's got to be something like that. It's got to have like boundaries seen, on it. This is why Google was like, no, we're not doing it. No. Yeah. Cool. Mm. <laughs> be interesting. Why? Well, we're running a long show today. Anything else on yeah. your list? Yeah, yeah. Nope. Got to go get the miller in it again. When is your vivid works supposed to be done? Um, this this month. Maybe the end of this month, I reckon. I'll check in with them, see how they're going. Right. Oh, right. there's an email from them right now. We are progressing quite nicely. We'll have an example for you to look at next week. Hmm. Cool. Fun. Like on I your can't. on your are they working directly on your Shopify? No, not yet. We haven't made that connection. No, 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 no. Interesting. Cool. Yeah, don't go. go. Have a good afternoon. Ciao. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>